0: Hey there, it's Russ and welcome to another episode of Women's Retirement Radio. Uh, Today, I am uh, looking forward to sharing my thoughts on uh, cash, cash management, checking, savings, things of that uh, nature. Uh, I've Been having a lot of conversations with clients lately uh, and that's a topic that's been coming up quite a bit, especially in the face of rising inflation. Um, So first of all, let's start with, uh, how much do you want to keep in your cash uh, or savings? Uh, My personal rule of thumb is, Uh, start with your monthly expenses. So if in an average month you spend, say, $3,000, I would recommend keeping at a minimum three months of expenses in a liquid, safe um, savings account where you can get at it easily and quickly should the need arise. So if you spend on average $3,000 a month, uh, three months of that would be $9,000. A safer um, and better place to be if you can afford it or work towards it would be six months of savings. So at $3,000 uh, a month, that would be uh, $18,000 uh, of savings that you would keep uh, safe, liquid, and available. And for those of you that perhaps work in a, uh, a job or career where your income is less stable, uh, so perhaps you work in sales, uh, you rely on commissions, uh, or you're in a, an industry where there's a lot of turnover, so maybe you don't have quite the uh, job security that uh, some of your other friends and family might have, then you might consider uh, upping that to 12 or even, even 18 months worth of expenses because in the event that you were to go through a dry spell with um, earnings or commissions or in the event that you were to um, lose your job or get recruited away um, and there might be a period of no earnings between jobs, it would be good to have some extra liquidity uh, available for you. So uh, that's a that's a, an exception to the rule, if you will. So just in review, um, I would shoot for a minimum of three months worth of expenses. Um, six months is a great target. Um, and then depending on your personal situation, Uh, the stability of your earnings and the stability of the industry in which you work. Or if you're self-employed or own a business, you might consider uh, bumping that up to 12 um, or maybe even 18 months worth of expenses in a um, safe, liquid savings account. Uh, The other thing I want to point out is uh, my five-year rule. uh, And this isn't a rule I invented, but it's something that I've uh, believed and adhered to for uh, the majority of my career. And that is if you Um, have an expense coming up in the next five years that you anticipate, um, I would not get the money for that expense anywhere near the investment markets. Um, Keep that money safe, keep it liquid. Um, Even if you're only earning a fraction of a percent, um, it's better to have that money available when you need it, as opposed to uh, expose it to uh, investment market risks and potentially see the value of that money decrease um, uh, at the worst possible time uh, or when you need the money to spend on your uh, on your anticipated expense. So that's my five-year rule, something to think about. What about uh, if you have credit card debt? Well, I, I would prioritize getting rid of your credit card debt, um, but don't uh, don't think of it as an either or. Um, I don't think of it as pay off the credit card debt and then build your savings, uh, nor do I think of it as build your savings and then pay off the credit card debt. Instead, I would uh, encourage you to think of it as doing both at the same time. So if, uh, for example, you're Um, your monthly bill for your credit card is um, $100, Um, that's probably the minimum payment. I would encourage you to pay more than that so you can start actually paying down the principal of the uh, loan on the credit card. Um, But if you could do that while also putting some money uh, in your savings to build that up, um, all the better because the worst possible thing that could happen is um, you get your credit card Uh, paid off, uh, but then you don't have any cash savings and uh, an emergency or an unanticipated expense pops up and then you have to go right back into credit card debt. So I would encourage you to think of doing both at the same time to the extent that you're uh, willing and able. Um, Same situation with your um, 401k at work. So uh, many uh, companies offer a 401k, which include a company match. Um, I would encourage everyone listening to this to at least do everything you possibly can to put in the minimum amount amount necessary to capture the full company match. Uh, Otherwise, you're leaving basically additional compensation on the table. Um, But that does not mean you should do that in in exclusion of uh, setting aside um, savings and building up your emergency fund. Um, An emergency fund is just a loose term that I kind of think of when I'm talking about kind of building up that um, six months plus or minus of uh, expenses in a safe liquid savings account. So those are just some kind of high-level thoughts. Um, The question that inevitably comes up uh, next is, um, okay, so uh, I need to set this money aside. I need to have six or more months of um, expenses uh, in a safe savings account. Uh, Where is the best place to put that? And so um, as you can imagine, you have a lot of choices. Um, My personal recommendation is to... um, consider alternatives other than the big, traditional brick and mortar banks. Um, And so, um, and and before I go any further, let me be clear, I don't have a business relationship with any of these companies Um, and and you need to make your, uh, the decision that's gonna be best for your personal situation, Uh, recognizing of course that everybody's going to have uh, circumstances that might dictate that they do something different than what I would do, for example. Um, But in the case of uh, Bank of America, you know, they offer, uh, I'm on their website, as you can see, they offer three uh, different checking accounts. Um, one of my first questions is, why do they offer three? Why not just one? Um, and I recognize that they're offering three to um, maybe cater to different people at different stages of their life. But if you scroll down here, um, two of them, they don't offer any uh, interest on your uh, checking account balances. And for uh, for this one over on the far right, they'll, they'll pay you... Um, Uh, one one hundredth of a percent on balances um, up to fifty thousand dollars. And I would imagine most of you keep probably less than fifty thousand dollars in your checking account Um, to put those in dollar terms. uh, That's going to be, um, I guess, about fifty dollars. I'm sorry, not even five dollars a year on fifty thousand dollars of balances. So uh, not a whole lot of interest. And the other thing I would encourage you to to ask yourself too is uh, in the last couple of years, especially in the face of the coronavirus pandemic, um, how often have you even walked into a, a bank branch or have you walked into a bank branch in the last five years? Um, inevitably, some of you have, many of you haven't. Uh, so I would again question the need to have a, uh, a brick and mortar bank with physical bank branches because those, those bank branches cost money and those costs uh, get passed on to you in lower interest uh, payments on your balances. Uh, Another example is uh, Wells Fargo. Again, they also have three uh, different checking uh, options. Um, And if you scroll down here, um, they do not offer any uh, interest on two of their three um, checking uh, account options. Um, And I've looked high and low. I cannot find um, on Wells Fargo's website, or at least not very easily, how much interest they do pay on uh, on this one checking account option. But I would imagine it's probably going to be similar to what uh, you would get uh, through Bank of America, probably a hundredth of 1%. Um, here is Synovus. Uh, Synovus is based in uh, Columbus, I believe. And I know a lot of my clients have relationships with them. Um, again, Synovus... Um, Pays little to nothing uh, in the way of interest. Um, Same thing with with Regions Bank. Um, Regions offers uh, actually six um, different checking accounts, which I don't understand exactly why that's the case, Um, but um, they do not pay interest on um, any but one. And if I pull up local rates and search based on my uh, geography, um, they pay, um, even if you have a $100,000 or more, they pay one one-hundredth to 1%. So again, um, I'm not bad-mouthing these institutions. They've been around a long time. They have a lot of customers, they take good care of them, but I would encourage you to uh, consider your uh, options uh, and maybe uh, think about non-traditional solutions to managing your checking and or savings. With that in mind, uh, one option you might consider is uh, ally which is ally.com i've got them up on the screen here um, they have no minimums uh very little fees and um, they pay uh one tenth of one percent so now they're already paying 10 times what you would get at bank of america wells fargo uh, or regions uh, for balances up to fifteen thousand and if if you need or want to keep more than $15,000 in your checking, and this is checking by the way, not savings, they'll actually pay you a quarter of a percent of interest. Um, The fees they do charge for um, like overdrafts and stop payments are are pretty minimal. um, And they don't, frankly, don't have a ton of fees to begin with. um, As you can see here, Um, they don't charge maintenance fees, um, which many of the big banks do, unless you jump through some hoops or meet their requirements. Overdrafts, things like that. So, um, they're, uh, in my opinion, a much better option. Another to consider is uh, Capital One. They have a 360 uh, checking account, um, no fees, uh, no minimums. Um, and after doing a little digging on their site, um, they pay, it looks like they pay, um, as you can see on this screen, they pay one tenth of 1% uh, pretty much on all balances. Uh, so, that's an option as well. So, um, Regardless of where you do your banking, uh, the first thing I would encourage you to do is uh, use a company or institution that you're comfortable with because at the end of the day, you need to be able to sleep well at night and not be concerned about uh, who is taking care of your money. Um, But I would also um, encourage you to at least consider uh, the variety of options to include some of the uh, non-traditional or online banks like an Ally, like a Capital One, and there are others out there as well. Um, That's checking. Um, For savings, you might also... Um, look at your options there. Many of the big banks, um, and I didn't pull up each of their websites for their savings accounts, but they offer, again, next to nothing on savings balances, um, maybe a one or two hundredths of 1%. Uh, uh, Another option that I encourage a lot of people to use, and in fact, I have an account with them myself, is American Express Personal Savings. Um, They have no fees, no minimums. um, And they currently, as you can see on the website here, are paying half a percent of interest um, and the way that works is you set up an account online, connected electronically to your checking account, regardless of which bank you use, and then you can move money to and from uh, as, you, uh, as you see fit, or as you want to earn some additional uh, interest on your uh, savings account balances. Um, Ally um, also has a savings account. Um, they also, as you can see here on the screen on the bottom left, they pay a half a percent interest. Um, and you can see here, they, um, this is Ally's website. So clearly it's a little biased, but they show compared to Bank of America, Chase and Wells Fargo, um, each of those three institutions, uh, they claim pays uh, one one 100th of a percent on savings. So you're getting literally 50 times the interest uh, with a savings account at um, Ally. And finally, uh, Capital One offers a savings account where they pay uh, 0.4% or 4 tenths of a percent on all balances. Um, Again, no minimums, no fees. So the takeaway from this this short message is to, first of all, make sure that you keep um, enough in liquid savings uh, or in an emergency fund, if that's uh, how you like to think of it. Uh, But at the same time, I would encourage you not to keep too much. Um, And once you figure out what that number is for you, uh, think about the best place to house that money, uh, to keep it first and foremost, to keep it safe, to keep it uh, FDIC insured, uh, and to make sure that it's there uh, when you need it. But beyond that, consider uh, whether or not you're getting any benefits, uh, interest, um, any other flexibility uh, based on the institution that you choose to work with. So uh, just some food for thought. I didn't get into credit unions today. I know a lot of you uh, work with credit unions. Those are also a good option. Although uh, in my limited experience looking at uh, credit unions, which I've never worked with uh, with one personally, um, they typically uh, pay interest more uh, along the lines of what you would get from a big bank. Uh, There may be exceptions, so uh, reach out and let me know if I'm missing something there. But anyway, hope this has been helpful. If you have any questions, reach out and let me know. Again, this has been Russ, uh, and uh, this is Women's Retirement Radio. Look forward to catching up uh, with you again on the next episode. It's Russ again, and before you go, I want to provide a brief disclosure. You should consult a financial advisor familiar with the specific circumstances of your unique financial situation before making any financial decisions. Nothing in this broadcast constitutes a solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities. Any mentioned rates of return are historical or hypothetical in nature and are not a guarantee of future returns. I'm a financial advisor and an investment advisor representative of Wealthcare Capital Management, LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor based in Richmond, Virginia. The views discussed in this podcast are my own and may not be consistent with or represent those of Wealthcare Capital Management.